Yo, Adam. Yes. Check it. Oh, you mean like uh Or maybe. Or how about like Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you emphatically today. Peter, we are dealing with Giant Steps, finally. We are dealing with Giant Steps, finally. I love this tune. This is an important tune. This is a tune that is part of the canon, as you like to say. It is part of the canon. And it's also a tune that sometimes the jazz police are on high alert for. They, they are. They're hovering around. They're listening for it. Yeah. Listening for the, for the bass line and stuff. Yeah. But we're going to talk about some ideas, some hacks that will help you to navigate the changes, kind of conceptually get around practice. You got to practice this tune a lot. You got to learn the solo. You don't have to learn the solo, but that's a good one to start with. It's a right? great one. And everybody has to deal with this eventually. So you might as well just bite the bullet and get to it. And what makes Giant Steps kind of tricky is the fact that it changes gosh darn keys so fast. It goes through in major thirds. It starts in B and then goes immediately to G and immediately to E flat. Yep. Right? And then does the same thing to G, then to E flat, and then to B. And we all have to figure out how to navigate these in a way that doesn't work with functional harmony. Like if you were no. just to be like, you know, it's not the same thing. You right. know, it's a whole different way of thinking about things. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> that sounds hip. Yeah. And the thing, the nice thing about it, though, is as you're working on this, you know, everything's kind of relative. So, that, like, you get to that E flat major, and because everything's moving so violently, harmonically, and so quickly, two beats each, that the E flat seems like forever. Yeah. You know, that's like your little layover, and you're like, oh, no oh, problem. Like, oh, okay. oh, no, and I got to go right back to G. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. But really, look, the trick on this tune, and I, I've never heard anybody play it you know well that didn't have an innate and almost unconscious understanding of the form you yeah. know like you cannot be thinking about the chords we're going to talk about going through it but we're not you can't be thinking about all these chords you just have to know them so a lot of repeated practice slow yeah 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 it's going to reward you but that's not even what our hacks are let's well, get and into also, what our hacks are you got to listen to this tune too listen right. to Coltrane's version luckily it's an incredibly inspiring recording it's so amazing. that's not going to be it's a, one of the great pieces of art of the 20th century yes yeah, no, right. no no problem there but make sure to listen to it a ton and ton so what's our first hack our first hack is that four note shapes are your friend are they ever they are your friend and we're going to give you a bunch and actually talking about listening if you uh check out Coltrane how he starts his solo He plays a, um, a number of the four-note uh, four shapes that we can use melodically. Yeah, what is he doing? Like one, two, three, five? That's the that. first one, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that one's the first one that you want to really... And you can learn that. You should learn that in all keys, almost like doing it as an exercise. And, you know, we think about at the piano, these shapes, and certainly, you know, obviously Coltrane's playing on the saxophone. This, these are melodic ideas. You can. We have a little bit of advantage at the keyboard because you can play them. Yeah. And but you know anybody can come and play it on the piano. But it's about breaking it up. And then also as you're learning those, you're already thinking of ways to. Yeah, to break right? them up a little bit so they're not the same linear shape the whole yeah. time. 
But it doesn't matter. You know, what? one of the advantages we have at the piano is we can do something like this, where we go like... Or you play all four notes of the shape at the same time. That gets you a great sense of, okay, so if I have this shape here, right, on the E flat, which is uh, like seven, two, three, five, or let's say seven, two, three, thirteen. Getting right? hip, getting hip. That's pretty hip, right? So I can play them all at the same time on the piano, and I, now I can see. I can go up, I can go down, I can go up like skippy, a little skippiness, you know? Yep. You can go skippy down. You can do uh, any kind of you know, variation of yep. those shapes, uh, which is why even if you play saxophone or something like that, having a little piano uh, background can be really helpful with any of these concepts. What makes four note shapes good is it fits symmetrically within this from a rhythmic standpoint. Yeah, you're right there. You can go straight so, eighth note and and have some jolly jolly good times. And right? it's some jolly good times. It fits perfectly. So you know, just start like you said. Sticking to one shape, one direction, and then practice going in a different direction, and then practice like changing it up as yep. much as you want. And yep. then you can practice like once you have a bunch of different shapes, there's I mean there's so many different combinations. One, three, five, seven, three, five, seven. Well, nine. I think those are important just to highlight because that's kind of your jazz arpeggio. Yeah, yeah. So uh, break that down again. It's one, three, one, five, three five, seven. seven, three, five, seven, nine. Yeah, yeah. And really, you know, it's a five-note shape in a way, but because we're breaking these up as four-note shapes being your friend, you want to kind of think about them like that because yeah. you, might, you might do that kind of a thing where yeah, you're moving yeah. around, and we're going to get into, like, you know, breaking it up rhythmically later. But the idea is that we're identifying those shapes. And you could practice going in different, like, geographic locations. You could practice staying in this a very, like, really, like, squaring everything in one yeah. space. Like, Well, and that's a great thing to be able to do once you get all these. Right. Then you can mix it up. You can kind of keep It's almost like your voice leaning is right in there the same way you would, you know, kind of comp behind it. Love it. So a couple more before we move on that are fun are uh, seven two three five, mm. and then any of these you can invert to you know find some interesting things. Uh, seven oh yeah so, and then you can go seven two three thirteen or six. So that's like uh, on the D seven, and then you like talking about voice leading. Yeah, and then you can add in some alterations. That's seven flat nine, um, sharp eleven thirteen. Super hip. Yeah. So but, even but it's I mean, that doesn't sound shapes. like it's not that musical, but like once you start putting it over the changes and you can do that flawlessly, it becomes really a, a great tool for this. And then you're not thinking like two, five, one. It becomes yeah. something different. Exactly. So what's number two? Number two is that three note shapes are also your friend. Oh, you threw a curveball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the four notes in terms of like how they lay down rhythmically should be starting to make sense. But we want to think about um, three note because you can pair those with the four notes. So it might be... Um, so if we look at just that triad, which is really just an F sharp triad, but it's over B, the ninth, the fifth, and the major seventh. So we go one, two, three, four. So that's a little more interesting in some ways than... Which is nice, but... Yeah. So it's one, two, three, four... 
and especially for longer phrases, you hear train do this a lot. You hear a lot of the great players do that, where you're starting on the end of one, or it could be even starting, you know, if you you know adding a couple notes before it to like the end of four or whatever. But basically, you're breaking it up instead of just you know. Although train makes although train makes that sound pretty good at the beginning, so it's like. But then oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. you know, baby, mm. So that's just yeah, three notes, and really any of these can be uh, the four note ones. You just take one note away, so you got the one, three, five, seven. You might go one, five, seven. You can invert that too. You can, you know, like, yep. Like on the beat too. There's a whole exactly, bunch of stuff yeah. you can do with that. And then that can lead to some cool rhythmic syncopation. Awesome. Number three. Now, this is something that we picked up from our dear friend, Jeffrey Keezer. Yeah. And And you were playing this already. You did a little foreshadowing with this bad boy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, you know, the changes here, like if we look at these first, the first section, right? It's kind of broken up into two sections where the changes move really fast and then it goes into a sort of slower moving two fives. But when the changes move really fast, you're right at the top. B major seven, D seven, G major seven, B flat seven. E flat major seven. You know, on the recording, the bass does this. Goes down in whole steps, which tells you actually a lot about how you're thinking about this. So, yeah, whole steps. One thing that you can do is instead of thinking about this as B major seven to D seven or D seven over A, you think about this as B major seven, A minor seven, G major seven, F minor seven to E flat major seven. We know that these minor seven chords, right? Like the two of a two five, right? Yep. It's like kissing cousins to the five, the two, right? right? So kissing so, cousins. So in a two five, the G major, this A minor seven is the kissing cousin of D seven going to the G. So why not use that? So instead of thinking like this shape, right? Where you're here and you go bump, 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 like that. Think about it going down in whole steps, the root movement going down in whole steps. That's a good voice lead right oh, there. Oh man, it's so. It's so much fun to think about it that way, and it's a whole different way to do it. Yep. Awesome stuff. All right, so that's number three, number three. descending root, root movements. Um, also, just real no- quick to note on that, that kind of a root movement is easier to hear than... Yeah. Like, that's a kind of tricky thing, and you can always, like, if you want to sing these... Like, you'll hear how hard it is to hear those intervals. Still important to hear it that way, but... Going down whole, a little bit whole tones to is a little easier right. for sure. That's a good one. Um, okay, number four, change keys, not chords. Well, so this kind of picks up right where we've been talking about. So if we go, you know, this the first chord here, B major seven. That second chord, the D seven, and we'll put an A there because that's what it is on the recording. That is now in the key of G major, right? Yeah. We immediately change from B, B major, uh, the key of B major to the key of G major. This is the five of G major. So. There are oftentimes, I don't know about you when you're thinking about playing this, but I'm not thinking like five, one, five, one. I'm thinking like B, G, E flat. Yeah. Right? It kind of more time. It gives you more time, right? Yeah. So you I now have four beats to think of the key of G and four beats to think of the key of E flat. Because both of these chords, right? The D7 to the G, that's all the key of G. The B flat seven to the E flat seven, that's all the key of E flat. So you can literally just think of like 
I mean, you still want to change the chord yeah. where it happens, but you don't have to like shift into like, mm, 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 mm. Right. and then it gets even more, you know, like once you're there in that second half of the tune, you really have two measures on each, yeah. on each chord if you think about it this way. Like I'm just thinking about E flat, G, B. I'm changing the tonal centers because especially at the tempo that we were like played at the intro. Yeah. I mean, I know we eased our way through that. It was <laughs> for you and I, but yeah. it can be it can be difficult to try to think of like every single chord every time. Yeah. And then you still get sort of the natural symmetry of this tune in which the first half, um, you know, everything is basically moving twice as fast, yeah. even though we're elongating it by two beats. So we've got, like you said, B major for two beats, but then you've got four beats. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'm shifting it over in the bar lines, but you've got a little bit longer. But then at the bridge, you've got two bars on each chord. Yeah. Right, so. Look at what you could do with all this time. No, now it's like, wow, the changes aren't going by quick enough. You know, they say... But this they, does help psychologically with navigating it as well. They say you can't buy time, but I think we've just bought some time. We that, bought ourselves a little bit of time. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So that was number four. Number five is in our final Giant Steps hack, although we do have a bonus. We do have a bonus. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We forgot to say. So yeah, stick yeah. around for the bonus, stick which around. might be the most useful and the most fraudulent, I might add. But. It, is, it is very fraudulent. <laughs> but our, our, our fifth hack for uh, navigating Giant Steps is Root Shell Pretty. What do we mean by Root Shell? This is a classic open studioism here, right? Now. Right, right. I mean, Root Shell Pretty, you know, we don't necessarily associate it with Giant Steps until today. That's when right. When we did, and we realized how well it fits there. So you've got Root, Shell, Seventh and the Third, yep. and then any note that sounds pretty. Yeah. Could be the Fifth. Could be the six. I like it. Be like it. Could be the sharp eleven, even. Right? Is that legal? That's legal. That's Certainly legal. could be the ninth. I'll allow it. Uh, either you know the ninth or the sixth down there. And basically, you know, uh, the idea is that we're taking these notes. They're all going to be non-roots. Yeah. No matter what you do, because you got the root down here. And then you're going to port it melodically, right? And you want to portamento. Really Portamento. You want to really think about these in terms of voice leading from those three note root shell pretty chords. So we've got, say you do the seventh, third, and the fifth. Yeah. Then we're going to go to D7, and we'll do your descending thing. And so I'm just moving up, and I'm keeping that top note the same. So I've got the, the shell on the outside with the ninth on the inside. And then where do we go? It starts to kind of solve itself. Right? Three, five, seven now. Now we're gonna go B flat major. We can go a little fancy. But the thirteenth is your pretty note yeah. and your sh your uh, shell and your root. What you're basically doing here is outlining the chords in a very specific way. Like we have our root, we have our you know our shell, our guide tones, like important tones, and then some pretty notes. And yeah. it helps us to navigate the changes in maybe an interesting way. So even if you play trombone, you know you can do this. Like you can get through these these important notes of the chord in a way that's maybe a little different. That's right. And no matter what instrument you play, try to get to the piano and just from the standpoint of learning the form of this tune. Yeah. And we were talking about it earlier, like you have to really internalize this somewhat complicated tune. Look, look, this is the thing, and this is the biggest hack I would say. This is not even our bonus yet, but on this tune is like really learn the form For sure. because there's such an inner logic to this is one of the most logically constructed Beautiful 
and architectural tunes of all time. So it seems like if you only look at it in a linear standpoint and you don't understand it holistically, it can seem like just a complicated mess. But it's so logical and symmetrical once you learn it, even with the two halves to the tune. So if you give your ears a chance to really absorb the tune, not only with the melody and the root... and the melody in that uh, interpretation, but here we're going for the root shell pretty, or even just root shell. How about just doing that in time for about an hour? Just sitting on the piano and doing that is going to do so much good for you, for sure. You're right, man. There's nothing more important than that. Getting that Well, world peace. Yeah. (laughs) Vaccines to the coronavirus. Vaccines to the coronavirus, (laughs) But it's number three, for sure. But that's how you really start. <laughs> number, to, did you say it's number three for sure? This is number three. Behind world peace and the virus, the vaccine. So, but yeah, but you got to do a lot of that kind of practice, and then what? How that ports out is to understanding the the changes and the form and the architecture of the tune, the inner logic. But then it also gives you some beautiful melodic stuff as you were playing, and then you can combine it with the four note. scale kind of stuff I love it man that's a great hack so if you're loving this I'm loving it McDonald's no we're not loving that place Um, are we (laughs) no I don't think so Um, if you're loving this how about liking and subscribing because we're coming with tutorials like this every week and if you want to go next level what do you do you put the bell on. You put the bell on. You can ring my bell. Hey, listen. This stuff isn't going to tutorial itself. So, <laughs> so give us a like and subscribe. Put the bell on. Because we're going live every week. We're doing I mean, it all the time. We do it at, right? at designated times, and then we surprise folks, too. So we're going live. Check us out. These blue LEDs don't pay for themselves. <laughs> That's right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's our bonus? Our, our bonus. Hack. Our bonus. This is a hack for pretty much anything, really. <laughs> a lot of hacks do this. A lot of hacks. But it, you can do it well. That's well, the reason. Yeah. You could do it well. No, you can do it. Everybody can do it well. This is the chromatic bailout. The chromatic bailout. Like Morgan Stanley in a financial crisis. <laughs> Too big to fail. Too big <laughs> to fail. Now, the trick to doing this so that it doesn't sound like just a jumbled mess is to really concentrate on your time, on nailing the form with probably your left hand or, or just your general awareness of what's happening because we're sort of abandoning the harmony with our melodic playing. Yeah. Um, Although you don't have to totally do it. So look, this is just based upon running up and down the, the chromatic scale. I love a chromatic bailout, man. It <laughs> saved my ass so many times. If you think about where you start and where you're hitting at like certain key points rhythmically, though this can make sense still harmonically. So, so like I'm starting on that major seventh. And instead of going... Because that would be a little bit of a downer. That's gross. Right? It's, gross. it's a bit of a downer. Now that's a lot of chromatic, so it might be. But I mean, the idea is here: if you're a little bit lost on the changes, play something hip, yeah. rhythmically. You know. I mean, you can even you can even take some of these like three note shapes, four note shapes, and chromaticize them. Yeah. I mean, that is a bailout. You're that. That's like. Open the, up the golden parachute. That's right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. J.P. Morgan, here I come, oh, big, boy. big papa, hey, my sugar daddy. No, so the thing is with this, though, is you got to really know the form to be able to pull this off. So For if sure. you're like, Ooh, that sounds great, though. 
because I'm coming out of it and then like I'm going that. into the change. Like if you stay out and you're lost and then, especially if you let the rhythm go or something. This is a good exercise. I don't know if I can play the bass line and do this at the same time. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So you got it. What? Oh my gosh. Somebody timestamp that. Somebody timestamp this. Stop. Bailout. Chromatic bailout. Stop. Yeah. Well, until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Which is funny because we don't do this daily. Okay. <laughs>